This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 31 of the Stacey West podcast. I'm Ben and as ever Gary's with me. How are we doing? I'm doing very, very well. I've got my sugar-free Pepsi Cherry Max, whatever it's called, um, to one side of me. My notepad with an empty sheet of paper to the other, so I'm all prepared and ready to go. Excellent. I mean, other brands of soda are available, and if anyone, any of them want to sponsor us, then that's uh, very much welcomed, I guess. Um, yeah, don't, but... don't, don't buy the sugar-free Cherry Coke. God, it's awful. No, just Pepsi Max, honestly. It's good stuff. <laughs> There we go. So yeah, Pepsi, if you're listening, which I'm sure they are, maybe, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so uh, we've got a few games to, to talk about. Obviously, the first one was the first game under the lights of the past few days, uh, Friday night against Yeovil. It was a game that I thought we would we would probably win comfortably. I think we were both sat there last week saying... Uh, we expected a few goals and, uh, well, there weren't a few, but it was another one of those performances, wasn't it? We sort of ground it out and uh, we got the result we needed. So, um, yeah, I mean, how, how did you see the game Friday night? Well, I think we won it comfortably in all aspects aside from the scoreline. Um, let's be honest, Jovan aren't that good. Um, they no. They had a good game plan. Um, but they weren't good individuals. So I thought that they were very compact. I thought that they were very organised. They made it very difficult for us. Mm. Um, you know, this is a Yeovil team that's beaten Morecambe in the last six games, and Morecambe have won four of the last six, including um, MK Dons and, and Forest Green. So they know what they're doing on their day, and I think that that really shone through. And I think Lincoln, um, I can't believe I've just referred to us as Lincoln and not us. It's embarrassing, um, but I think we, um, I think we were tenacious. I think we stuck at it. Uh, obviously, we we talk about the game changing when Danny Rowe came on. It didn't. It changed when the tactics changed. I think um, it, it was a clever game plan from us, and I think we stuck to it. And I, I think if you ask Danny, 
he probably didn't expect us to score a lot of goals in the first half. He just wanted our two big men to batter their centre halves until they couldn't really run an awful lot, and then put somebody on like Danny Rowe who can run an awful lot. So, mm. um, but it was a relief, wasn't it, when the goal went in? Yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those where you you're watching it and you're watching it, and you're watching it. And you think, oh God, are we going to get this? We're, we're you know all over them in certain aspects, and you just I didn't want to sit there and say I can't see where the goal's going to come from, but. I mean, you know, we we were clamouring for it really, and when it went in, like you say, it was it was the relief more than anything else. And what a leap from Mark O'Hara, by the way, just like a salmon, absolutely beautiful goal. Um, I, I've never seen a salmon jump. Um, I the fo- I liken the photograph to where somebody climbs up on a ladder, and then some smart ass comes along and photoshops it out, so it looks like you're actually jumping. That's how tall he was. I bet I bet you if he moved into like an old church with massive high ceilings, I bet he could jump and change the light bulbs. <laughs> Genuinely. Probably well, could. I mean it, yeah, it was you, just it was an excellent leap, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But look, I mean, you know, in all seriousness, that's what Mark O'Hara was, was brought in to do in addition to the midfield work. And if you look at mm. our midfielders in, in Michael O'Connor, Lee Frecklington and Tom Pett, not a lot of height in there, a lot of skill, um, you know, a lot of endeavour, a lot of hard work, but mm. not a lot of height. And I think we've seen with O'Hara, not just in the Oval game, but that's the one we're discussing, that that aerial threat is something that Danny wants. And we want to shy away from being long ball. I, I get I get that kind of undercurrent. Now, I don't know whether Danny kind of wants, as a coach, to grow and be viewed in a little less derogatory terms as, as some of the other teams in our division do. Long ball Lincoln, which you and I know is bollocks, but they mm. still say it's long ball Lincoln. And I think we've tried to steer away from that as much as possible. Got nine games left. You know, we said it a couple of weeks ago. I'll say it again. If we have to lump the ball into the box to get the victories, now you do what you need to do, because managers are not always judged on style. But I tell you something, they are judged on silverware. And if you have three trophies in three years, no one's going to give a rat's ass whether we pump the ball long to Reedy for nine games or not. Absolutely yeah. not. Or Keon Bolger or Mark O'Hara or any of the other so-called monsters that the Exeter manager doesn't like. Yeah, they're all good, bloody good footballers with their feet. It's not like um, Ben Futcher. You know, when we had Ben Futcher, he could control a ball with his forehead better than he could with his foot. I mean, he was terrible on the ground. All of these yeah. other players that we've got now, all the big lads we've got now, they're good. They can play football as well. Marco Hari might be a big bugger who leaps like, and you tell me a salmon, I've only ever seen them in a tin, so I can't take your word for it. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to take your word for it, rather. But... He's, he can play a bit as well, Mr. Yeah. O'Hara. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked uh, he looked solid. He looked well beyond his years. And to be fair, when you look about 12, it's not too difficult to play beyond your years. But he, he was just... He, he seemed to have an off game. Um, was it the Exeter game where I think he, yeah, him yeah. and a lot of other great. people, yeah, they had that off game and it was like, well, is that going to affect him? But he's just come back in and he's he's done so well uh he was great at forest green he was fantastic on on friday night and um he, he thoroughly deserved the goal and i think that was the 20th goal scorer that we've had this season um on oh, friday. i thought it was 18 i think it's 18 in the league 20 oh, okay. it was 20 overall um but i mean it was it was made one more on on monday night wasn't it but uh sorry monday night tuesday night i'm playing next monday uh, i'm, I'm 
all over the shop at the minute. Um, no, both the guys on Tuesday have scored in the both the guys that scored yesterday. Tuesday have scored in the league. Harry Toffolo scored against Swindon and Danny Rowe well, got against yeah. Yeovil. Of course he did. Sorry. Yeah. Um, again, as I say, I'm all over the shop at the minute. Um, yeah. yeah. Right, no I'll keep in check. Mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got to say as well, um, we, we spoke about Matt Jokes previously and I thought he he was great on Friday night and seemed to, again, do what he's been brought in to do. I think personally he's, he's one of the best signings that could well that that has been made um in the january window uh, that i've well that i've seen of of a lot of teams in uh, in the league and i think he's brought in that that level of uh, assuredness and that calm when it's needed but then first thing that he'll do when he's you know when the, when the defense make a mistake is that he'll get up there and he'll, he'll shout and scream at him and bollock him so he's he's got it in equal measure and he's done Personally, I think he's done fantastically well uh, since he's come in. And um, is there anything else that you want to talk about from from Friday, or shall we uh, shall we move into no, last night's game? No, I, no, I mean I like how you, I think I like how you jokes point there. I wrote you won't have had a chance to read it because you only just sat down, but I've written the exact words that you've just said um, in an article today. And that Matt Jilks was one of the signings of, of the January window. I think probably along, obviously with O'Hara and Rowe. Um, but Jilks, I mean, I'm, I'm a big Josh Vickers fan. I think Josh Vickers is, is a top quality goalkeeper. Oh, so does Charlie, apparently, um, in the background. <laughs> I think he was one of the, the, the signings of the January window. Um, and I think he's just added something to the back four. I think that they're a little bit more comfortable with him. Uh, you know, look, I, I got a lot of stick because people thought that I were calling Grant Smith. And the truth is, I probably was, because I did say something along the lines of you don't win titles with Grant Smith in goal. And I stand by that. You win titles with the likes of Matt Jilks in goal. Absolutely no doubt whatsoever. And I thought he was excellent um, against Yeovil when called upon. Mm. Yeah, he, um, he he did exactly what he needed to do. And he's he's athletic as well. Like, you know, he's not he's not one of those keepers that will sort of stand there and, and hope the ball gets smacked straight at him. But he's he, he was diving all over the shop and the um i think uh we'll we'll sort of transition into uh into to tuesday night now um and he was called upon very very early in the first couple of minutes against oldham uh, sorry paul scolders oldham um they shot out the blocks really with a you know a, a free well sorry free kick a kickoff that they seemed to screw up straight away um harry anderson jumped on it and then lost the ball and then they came forward um had a shot that well it it was gathered quite quickly but then almost spilled by by jokes uh but he, he recovered quite well there uh then a couple of minutes later another shot came in took a deflection and as soon as it took the deflection i thought oh christ here we go again Thinking back to the Forest Green game, um, but he was more than up for that, uh, more than up to it. Tipped it around the post, and uh, well, that was Oldham's attacking threat done. I think wasn't it after that point? Um, yeah, I mean, I was right behind that. I was um, in the comfort of a box, courtesy of Running Imp. Um, other trophy companies <laughs> are available, but I wouldn't use them. Um, and the first, when they came out, when they first moved, started moving the ball around, there was this real buzz around me, certainly from my old man, kind of saying, shit, these guys are good, look, you know, they're passing nicely. You can see what Scholes has got them doing, sort of thing. And they just said, there's no need to worry because... They're a ten-minute wonder. They're they're going to do that, and they're going to find that they can't get through. And even though they are going to come at us, they 
they're not kind of heeding the warning that other teams have given them. Teams like Port Vale and Yeovil have came and shut up shop and let us have possession and let us pick them apart. Oldham have come walking in going, look at us, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Backfire yeah. on them. Um, but Jokes did have to stop it being 2-0. The first one was the wind, I think, is, is, is why he spilt it a little bit. But he's reacted quickly, yeah. certainly quicker than the centre forward. Uh, and the second one was a superb save. When you, when you were behind it and you saw, you know, you saw the trajectory of the ball and how it changed and how he suddenly had to shuffle his feet slightly. And when you watch it back on a video, you you can't quite get that sense of how seriously that slight nick changed the the, the trajectory of the ball. Phenomenal yeah. save. Dare I say, Grant Smith maybe didn't save it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there was a clip of that on, uh, I think it did the rounds on social media of one of the cameras behind the goal. And you could, like you say, you could see straight away just the way that he's had to move to get across to to make that save. It was absolutely fantastic. But really, like like we said, that was basically it. You know, that that was, well, Oldham didn't have anything more to, to offer, did they? Apart from a rather nasty challenge on, on Harry Anderson that uh, saw, well, got backs to see him red. Um, yeah, I, I don't... Yeah, I mean, it, it was. There, there was some people trying to defend it on Twitter and saying, oh, well, he got the ball. I was like, well, no, he didn't. He, the only ball he got was the ball of Harry Anderson's ankle. It was it was a horrible challenge. Although, dare I say, Neil Erdley put a challenge in um, against Yeovil, which I thought warranted mm. a red card. I thought it was a similar sort of challenge. The difference being, I think, Niels was probably not quite as two-footed uh, and mm. Niels was closer to the ball. But in his interview afterwards, Neil Early more or less said, it's one of those challenges that, that looked bad. I did one and got away with it on Friday. So, yeah. you know, we, we're always quick to call out referees when it goes against us. So I, it was a red card, but... I think probably Friday Friday could have been yeah if it was Huxtable or or Stockbridge yeah he wouldn't he would have got his red card out on Friday and he would have absolutely relished getting his red card out last night thought the referee dealt with it well Paul Scholes didn't I've seen <laughs> Scholes has kind of said that the referee made an error he's not arguing the red card he's saying that there should have been more retribution for people for the melee afterwards and, and when you watch it yeah one of their lads raises his arm. Yeah, you know, he's lucky maybe to stay on. I wouldn't have sent him off. Keon Bolger certainly made himself big, didn't he, as well? So it, it, look, it, it was one of those instances we've kind of glossed over the goal, so we'll, we'll go back to it in a minute, I think. But it, it was one of those instances that just fired it up that little bit more under the lights, yeah. cold night. You're already winning, you know, so-called world superstar on the in the dugout. It, you know, it just all made for another memorable night, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, let, let's talk about that goal because I think both goals last night were, were results of, well, really good footballing moves. And if you want to level the accusation of long ball Lincoln at us, then just look at those two goals from last night. It was They were both absolute peaches. Um, Harry Toffolo, who I thought was by far and away the man of the match last night, there was no question in my Great. mind about who he, uh, you know, who was going to take that. He, he yeah. just had an absolutely fantastic game. Um, it was quite interesting to see Danny after the game saying, well, he was out of position for his goal. And I thought, well, hmm, I'm sure you can let him off for that one, Danny. But yeah, it was a great goal. Really good move. Um, played the one-two and uh, stuck it away with his right foot. And as soon as the, as soon as the ball came back, you saw Toff continue to run. Oldham just stood still more or less and just let him walk through um 
really good finish as well. Didn't get phased by the keeper sort of trying to make himself a little bit bigger and uh, yeah, sent Central Bank into Rapture straight away. So, um, I mean, Decent. I know you said that it's, it was a great goal. So. goal. Decent. That's like, I, you'd, I, I probably think it was... I wouldn't say great goal. Um, I mean, it, it was a nice strike, but, you know, if that wins goal in the month competition, it, it would beat George Grants for Mansfield last, uh, last last week. But it was just a nice team goal. But it was a right-footed finish from a left-footed player and it didn't, you know, it didn't have that ping and that venom of a great goal for me. But it was a well-worked team move. And I think Toffolo, Harry Toffolo proves me right time and again. He's a better wing-back than he is a left-back. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I thought it was just a, a good move, like you say. Um, it was it was cleverly worked, and uh, like I said, just it made us all sit up and and take notice quite uh, well. All of a sudden, um, I think you mentioned in the in the blog piece that the the atmosphere seemed to ramp up after that, um, and it, it just sounded like we were going to. Well, we were obviously going to get on top. Then there was the red card. And well, it, it was one way traffic after that, wasn't it? They Oldham didn't really know how to how to deal with it. Um, we should probably talk about the, the the cross from Bruno, where anyone would probably stick their mortgage on on Big John scoring, but unfortunately, he's blazed it over. Um, it's it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those. And I think again, you said he's not helping himself uh, with with instances like that, but. It didn't phase him. It didn't. It didn't let him. Well, it didn't get his head down too much, and he he, he stuck a he stuck a good game in. I think, if I'm honest, um, it was interesting to see um, Danny change things at half time. Uh, for me, it was the well, obviously it was the right thing to do. I think lumping it to Reedy when you've got the wind behind you is probably the most sensible thing to do. And then second half, try and get it on the ground. Um, Oldham just didn't know how to deal with that change in tactic, did they? Um, it was the second half was scintillating, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that the tactic um, was lump it to Reedy with the win behind us because you can't actually guarantee you're going to have the win behind you if you lose the toss the way you know the other team gets to choose. So, I think it was more a case of trying to stick with what had, what had worked well at Forest Green and what had worked well for sixty minutes against Yeovil. And I, th- I think much of the team. Um, lineup and the, and the selection was based on the fact give them a battering for sixty minutes with Reedy and then bring Danny Rowe on earlier. What changed the game is is going down to them going down to ten men because then there's more space on the pitch, and then there isn't any need to go quick to to Reedy because there's enough space to start playing the ball around him. Um, and uh, you know, was, I, it was an obvious obvious choice. It was just whether he was going to make it on forty five or sixty minutes. And I think with one nil up, big crowd. Danny likes to entertain if he can, and he thought we can have this. And yeah, I mean, you say scintillating, it was phenomenal because it was a Lincoln City team that actually took advantage of being uh, a man up. And we didn't see it against Oldham. And there's been a couple of other instances where, um, in fact, I don't know if there has, there might have only been one. I can't remember another team having a man sent off against us, to be honest. There's been another one um, Central Bank. I'm not sure. Interesting. Anyway. But what we had to do then, they stayed really compact and we were allowed to do pretty much what we wanted down the flanks. And we were attacking almost in threes. It was Danny Roneal Erdley and Harry Anderson on the right. And I thought Harry Anderson was a, was a near call for man of the match. I thought he was excellent last night. And then over on the other side, you had Bruno and Harry 
uh, Danny Rowe was getting across there. John Akinley was running the channel, and and they couldn't come out. They did because if they came wide, they left the spaces. And to, yeah, we should have we should have scored a lot more goals. But the fact mm. is, we had complete and utter control of the game, and we didn't need to be ruthless. We needed to win the game, and so there was never going to be any risks. It wasn't going to be about let's go and get four, five, six. It was going to be about let's just do what we can. And I, some of the football, some of the little. Um, triangles that we were playing in and and the way that we were sending their players left and right and, and the ball was moving about tom pet was the heartbeat of everything it was just a, it was just a great performance and i know it was 10 men and people will say oh why can't we do that against 11 men because it's not that easy when it's 11 men and they've got two banks of four and there's eight players to try and play through or or, or when they're organized defensively but when a team goes down to 10 men and doesn't have a plan b and didn't have a plan b from 15 minutes onwards and we're top of the league. That's what we should be doing, and we did it. Yeah, we were excellent. It was it was great, and we're going to have to we, you know, talk about the goal. That for me is one of the goals of the season, and um, and that's why I kind of probably played down the first goal because I've got mm. to play up that second goal because John Akindi from the start kind of I think he missed a pass and he had to win the ball back, and mm. then he played it, and I can't remember whether it was Rowe to Anderson, Anderson to Rowe, but it, it, they were just playing the ball between them just like pressing the short pass button when you're playing Pro Evo or FIFA, just like pass, pass, pass. And then that little move in the box, Rowe to Anderson, Anderson looking like he's going to go to the byline, takes the defender with him, flicks it back to Rowe. What a finish. What a finish that is. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just, well, it's, we talk about some of the finishes that Bruno's had over the past, uh, well, month and a bit, but, the way that that was struck, it had the dip, it had the bend, it had the power. The keeper got a hand to it, but it's still just, oh, beautiful strike. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and it's like you say, it was another really good footballing goal. Um, the the moves up to it, the, the you know, the cheeky one-two as well to, to get Danny Rowe into the box. I, I tell you what, if we go up and sign him permanently, it's just, it's going to be amazing. He's, he's, He's a quality, quality player. Um, and I, I just think if he can continue to do that, I personally scored one of my favourite goals of last season against Peterborough in the checker trade. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah, great goal. That, yeah, and I think that's another one that's up, well well up there from uh, from from Tuesday night. So, um, Do you know what, what probably, I like with Danny Rowe as well? Right, there was a moment out on the touchline and it didn't lead to a chance, it didn't lead to a goal or anything like that. But the ball came, it was swirling in the wind and he killed it dead on the on the byline, on the touchline rather. And it, it should have gone out for a throw and any other Lincoln player it would. But he's kept it like it's on a string to his feet and he's got three players around him. And somehow he's managed to get the ball, I, I can't remember if it's back to Erdley or out to Anderson. But it, mm. it was just this moment where you just... It was just that little thing, and you just think this boy's got, and then it's going to be a really bold, bold comparison. This boy's got what Peter Gain had, and that's just mm. that little streak of something running through him. You know, like finding a pebble on the beach and turning it over and seeing it's got that little streak of marble through, and you don't get it. Ten thousand other pebbles, it hasn't got it, but you turn that one over and it's there, and that's what Danny Rose got. And it's hard sometimes to work that player into a team because they can have off days and they can be unpredictable and I think that's why sometimes that's why he's starting on the bench because we need to be functional in these later stages Danny Rose yeah. just got that little that that's just something yeah it was 
Oh, he, I thought he did fantastically well last night. I mean, um, yeah. Steve Thompson gave him his man of the match from uh, for Radio Lincolnshire. Personally, I I would I found it difficult to give you know to, to say man of the match is somebody that's been on for half a game, but he was mm, outstanding. But yeah, um, your man of the match was who? Toff, do you say? Yeah, it was Toff by a long tough way. I, I thought he had a fantastic game. Um, just, I, think good, I think he was man of the match. Not, probably not by a long way. I thought Harry was great, but I thought it was a good good outing from Toff, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it, it was when um, it was when he started getting the ball in the uh, you know from from a left back position and, and starting to really find some space and just take it forward. It looked like it, it looked like somebody was cheating when playing FIFA and holding down the sprint. Yeah. He was he was just making runs and finding space all over the place. Really, really good performance from Toff last night. I was genuinely really impressed. Um, what else was... Oh, uh, yeah, one other thing that I was actually really annoyed about. Half-time came. Bear in mind, I've been down at Sinsel Bank on and off for 25 years, there or thereabouts. Never once won the 50-50. Last night, one number away. I was <laughs> so annoyed. And the thing is, as well, normally we buy two 50-50 tickets. Um, last night, we only bought one because we didn't have any more change on us. And the one away was the one that my wife would have gotten. I was so, so annoyed. But there we go. Maybe next week. Maybe Things next the week. Breaks. Them was the breaks, mate, eh? Absolutely. So, yeah, I've never won anything on the 50-50 as well. I've never won anything at the football that I can think of at all. Um, but... Yeah, we were all winners last night, weren't we? Cheesy as it Absolutely. might sound. That, <laughs> do you know what? No, that like that win last night. I've written about it, and I'm going to talk about it as well because it was, in my opinion, uh, a, a pivotal moment. And it was not only in terms of five points clear, and as I've said in real terms, twelve points clear a third um, with both of the teams to play. So, you know, realistically, if you go and beat beat either of those, you you. you, you pushing your advantage up again, either on Cadons or Mansfield. But when you saw their mm. results come through, not in terms of the title, but again, it was, it, it just, if somebody had said to me yesterday morning, what's the perfect outcome? You would have probably taken, you know, you were taking that all day long. A late Crawley goal would have been nice, but let's not be greedy. Um, but it was the performance. It was, everybody's gone away from that thinking, do you know what? We are going to be promoted, aren't we? And yeah. if the people outside the club, believe it i think one of the bookies we're we're one to a thousand not to get automatic something silly like that but you don't want to be complacent danny tells us don't be complacent remain process orientated enjoy it don't get too high don't get too low contradictions enjoy it don't get too high which one is it um and i got high not literally (laughs) obviously (laughs) um but i was on a high when i came out last night because i i for last night is the first time since Christmas that I've actually come out and thought I don't actually seriously deep down believe that we're going to blow our top three position. Um, and I feel that we are still favourites for the title. And that sounds stupid because we've been top for so long that I've felt since Christmas, Berry are actually favourites. They've been in great form. We've been stumbling a bit at home, but that last night for me, come May, that will be one of the results that I'll go back to and go, that was where something happened. That was where I, it, it you know, started for me. So, Yeah, absolutely. I to get that down on record. Yeah, no, 100%. It was, uh, it, it was just a really... It was one of those evenings, like we said, I think we said a few... Uh, well, it was a good few months ago now when we were 
talking about the uh, when the nights were drawing in and we had the first Tuesday night game of the season that it was one of those nights where you've it's, it always feels a bit special. Something something special happens under the lights at Sinselbank. Um and whether that's a last minute goal um, against Exeter in a game that's been absolutely dour that sends you a little bit wappy that makes you feel like you've won the game, or whether it's um, uh, you know Barry. whether it's whether yeah whether it's beating Berry or whether it's um, coming away from a, a win against Paul Scholes Oldham at uh, on a Tuesday night. It's a it, there's just something that I love about that place. It's it's really really mm-hmm. nice. Um, so just, without just a quick getting too Scholes as well. Yeah, yeah, go just, on. Just, sorry, just a very quick word on Skulls. I was actually delighted to see him um, taking the time to sign the autographs outside the ground. Wasn't something I, I was interested in. And to see some of the Lincoln regulars with Man United shirts for him to sign made me vomit a little bit. Um, but for him to actually be taking time to do that and signing kids' autographs when he's come as an opposition manager and he's notoriously um, shy and introverted. I, I actually thought fair play to him. Um, you know, he does have a persona. He's not just another manager, no matter what you think. Um, you know, our fans are on his back with Scolzy, Scolzy, what's the score and all that sort of stuff. But he took the time um, to just make a few people happy. And I've got a lot of respect for him for that. So I just wanted to mention that too. Yeah, fair enough. I think uh, I'd, I'd personally heard a couple of, stories of a, a different type from a couple of people last night that uh slightly behind the scenes but I don't want to air them because it's probably not fair but it was it's nice to uh it's nice to hear that he's, he's done that for some of the fans it's um yeah fair play um right shall we move on to our preview yeah go on then <laughs> Oh, I love, I love that. I love your uh, your slightly underwhelming responses to some of my questions, Gary. It's always, always appreciated. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Just try it again. Try it again, man. Go on. Okay. Shall we move on to our preview? Fuck yeah! <laughs> preview time. <laughs> oh dearie, right. dearie me! <laughs> right. Mansfield Town Monday night. Absolutely. Right. How's it going to go? I don't know. Genuinely, I don't know. And man, that's because Mansfield don't know either. Um, I follow quite a few different people on Twitter, as you know, and I've got a bit of a, a network of fellow pundits. And there was a Mansfield town guy who basically said last night, what the hell is Flickcroft doing? Um, because for a crucial game, he's gone to a flat back four and they've been operating something akin to a three five two all season. Um, so he suddenly switched it up at last minute. And that, for me, screams one of two things. Either he's panicked because they've dropped out of the reckoning or he's believed that he can go and play what he wants at Crawley and get a result and therefore he's changed it up to try and confuse Danny um, in preparing for the Monday night game. The latter gives him a little bit of credit as a tactician and I don't think Flickcroft has got that. So we'll probably go with panic from the former because let's face it, he's, he's got form for bottling it. Um, bottled it last year. And bottled Swindon when they were left them when they were sixth, went to Mansfield who were eighth, and neither of them finished in the playoffs. So, um, look, we know they've got a lot of good players. I've got no notes written down there because we know who their players are. Tyler Walker, who should have signed for us, but they bought him. George Grant, who should have signed for us, but they bought him. CJ Hamilton, well, we should sign for us because he's bloody great. And <laughs> Jacob Mellis is, is a top player. Neil Bishop does for them what probably Jason Shackle does for us. 
they've, they've just got quality um, throughout their side. But I don't think that they're set up in the right way. I think that with the players that they have available, they should be doing better than, okay, they're third by virtue of the fact that MK Don's bottled it as well at Morecambe. But those two teams are basically, it's almost like a sketch, isn't it? Throwing the hot potato. No, you be fourth. No, you be fourth. You be fourth. <laughs> well, to, well, us and Barry have kind of gone, oh, actually, fair play, you mugs. And now they're I going, oh, this is a big missed. game. Yeah, do you know what I mean? We're, we we want to win it. And now the, the Mansfield fans are going on about what a huge, huge game it is. Not for us. We can come and draw, boys, and we'll still be top. We can draw with MK Dons and Mansfield, and we'd still be top if Ber- if Berry won both of their games because those would give us seven points. Berry would only get six points. So, you know, it's it's a big game, but let's not go overboard um, and call it, like you know, like the clash of the season or anything like that because in real terms, we're 10 points clear possibly 12 clear of Mansfield. Yeah. And I think that's the thing for me is that when we uh, when we looked at the fixture list and when we started to have that good run at the start of the season and we were looking at uh, being top for, for quite a while, it seemed to me that, you know, we were going to have these, these games at the end and we were going to have uh, Mansfield and we're going to have MK Dons and these were going to be the title deciders and you know there were going to be enormous massive six pointers that we had to win no matter what and now they've come round it's a bit sort of oh okay well like you say we we can get away with drawing or we can take uh, you know four well five four points from uh, from the games it's just it, I don't want to say it's anticlimactic because it, it it isn't and that's not what I'm trying to suggest at all but it's it's one of those um it's one of those scenarios that i think a lot of people were expecting and it hasn't happened in the way that we all thought it would do because like you say i mean I, I don't know what's happened with mk they've just well they've really really dropped off and i, I didn't think it would be the case with um uh with thingy at the helm um it was i i really don't know what's gone on at that club um but I don't really care because I'm here to talk about Lincoln City. So I can personally see, I can personally see, you know, Danny um, not really changing much from the team that, uh, well, from from the team that's been doing quite well at the moment. I think sticking, um, sticking Reedy on to, to well, like we've said before, sort of batter him for as long as we can. We all know that Reedy's a bit of a wind-up merchant when he wants to be, and it's the perfect game to do it because we all know that you know Mansfield and a lot of their fans won't like Reedy, and they don't like Reedy for obvious reasons. You know, he's got history. Um, I I can see this being, I can see it going one of two ways. It's it's either going to be a bit of a goal fest. And I don't know who's going to come out on top, or it's going to be another one of those dull plodding. Um, we might scrape a result at the end, or we might just nick a you know a late equaliser kind of jobs. Um, but we'll have to see. It's obviously being live on Sky. We we seem to have a, a tendency to have exciting games on Sky, or when it's live on TV. Um, particularly, uh, you know, in, in the league, we're looking at the National League season, we're obviously looking at the, the Berry game earlier on in the season. I don't know. I'm, I really can't call this one. And added to it, there's the, the sort of, is it a local derby? Isn't it a local derby? And we've said before, you can't really predict local derbies based on form. 
I, I honestly don't know. I'm really looking forward to it in, in a strange way, but not from the, the position of this is going to be an easy game or we're going to win this game because that's going to be a toughie. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's not going to be an easy game. Look at their form and it doesn't actually look great. They've not been playing particularly well. They have had Tyler Walker out, um, but obviously he returned this week. Um, he'll be raring to go. We all want to impress in front of the cameras because he'll want to um, he'll want to get back in the forest side. George Grant came in for a little bit of stick actually at the weekend. I looked at a bit of their Twitter feed and they were criticising him. They were criticising the lad from Charlton, um, Nicky Josie as well. I think what you get is when players move to a club for money and not for the challenge, I don't think that you get the best version of the player. And I think that's why allegedly if we were in for Grant and, and Walker, which you know, I'm, I'm led to believe at some point we were and we, we wouldn't go to the extreme lengths that was expected of either agents or players um, to secure them. The reason we won't is because if they come to us for money, they're coming for the wrong reason. Uh, and I think that that's probably what we're beginning to see at Mansfield now because the pressure is ramping up and they need a result. They need to finish in the top three to justify all the huge spend that they've put in. And I'm not saying we haven't put a huge spend in. And we we need the same. We need the top three finish to justify what we've spent. But we've spent it on players who are motivated by the challenge as much of the money. And Jason Shackle's a classic example of that, who must have taken yeah. 25 grand a week off his pay to come and play. Uh, whereas you look at the likes of Tyler Walker and George Graham, young players, to be fair to them, looking for a challenge. Um, but looking to be paid well for that challenge. And for me, they, they picked the wrong camp. Uh, and even if they both score and we lose 2-0 on Monday, they will still have picked the wrong camp because they will be leaving Mansfield richer in terms of their bank balance. Um, but if they'd come to Lincoln, they would be leaving the club richer in terms of experience, uh, coaching, and possibly uh, in much better stead to break into their respective first teams um, than they are under Flickcroft. So I don't want to be too derogatory about Mansfield because um, it's, it's expected. <laughs> you know, everybody knows what I, I, I don't. I don't feel anything for Mansfield um, other than immense negativity. Uh, I don't like that one-man funding model, which is why, to a degree, I've even got a little bit of more respect probably for MK Dons because at least there's a business model there that, that funds it, irrespective of how they came about. But when you've got one man or one business pouring all your money in uh, and it's not propped up by big crowds or there isn't that that kind of hunger in, in the area, just mm. revolts me a little bit. I'd be delighted yeah. if we beat them. Not least because if we do beat them, that in you know that gives us thirteen point lead over them, and let's yeah you know, it could be up to a sixteen point lead if with the MK Dons game that they've got to play, massive that you know only a couple of wins away really aren't we? Yeah, well I mean it's um, they play MK Dons last game of the season don't they? They do. Yeah. Which so they're, they're, yeah with ten points clear of both so twelve points of fourth in real terms. Yeah, it's. Uh... Whew. It's it's getting close, isn't it? We're getting to that point now in the season where we can look what we said last week. You can almost count the games on on two hands now. Um, and you can. well, yeah, barring an industrial accident like you said last week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, oh, it's it's just getting to, down to down to that point in the season now where it, like you said earlier, to me, it doesn't matter how we win. It doesn't matter. 
the way that we score the goals. You know, if, if John O'Kinley ends the season with 20 and the last five are tap-ins or the last five are penalties, I don't care. I, I really don't care. If he ends he won't season... score him. <laughs> well, you know. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, John. <laughs> you know, if, if, he, if he ends the season with 15 goals, but everybody else around him is scoring, <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. You know, it's... It's at the end of the day, it's where the team finish. And at the minute, we yeah, are team. top of the league. We are five points ahead of second. We are 10 points clear of fourth. Well, 10 points clear of third, really. But like you said, there's that there's that cushion of knowing that Mansfield and MK Dons play last game of the season. So in theory, we're either 12 or 13 points clear of fourth, however you want to look at that one. Um, it's five wins. It's five yeah. wins. We've got nine games to go with 12 points. We are 12 points clear, not on the table but with 12 points clear of fourth. So five wins will then leave only 12 points available for them to get. And so five wins and or, I mean, if we draw both games at MK Dons and Mansfield, um, that then extends that lead even more, doesn't it? So we're in in a really, really good position, but let's not be complacent. We've got some very, very tough matches coming up. Tranmere, Tough mm. game, you know, unless somebody fancies going and nobbling Norwood, um, that would be a great <laughs> help because if they did that, they'd probably be buggered. Um, Colchester, last game of the season, everyone says is a tough game. If we're still playing for promotion, not the title, but promotion on the last game of the season, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. People say trip to Carlisle's hard work, Pff, not on last night's you know, showing, Notts County beating them. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be interesting. Macclesfield at home, obviously a big, big game, which sadly I miss. Uh, but that again is yeah that's that's one where we should be winning two or three nil uh, yeah. Crawley away as well good chance to go and give yeah. Ollie Palmer a bit of a barricade. <laughs> See that's the thing I, I I can't make the Crawley game and I can't make the Carlisle game because the Carlisle game would essentially involve me travelling for well a day um, to to go and watch a match over Easter weekend and unfortunately I've got other plans so Carlisle yeah, and Crawley Carlisle. the only two games. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised if we took a huge amount there. But uh, yeah, Crawley, Carlisle are the only games I'm going to miss now till the end of the season. So it's time. I think we said it last week. It's time. You know, really got to buckle in and, and hope that the, uh, the the end of the season treats as well. It's it's done. Well, it's done well so far. I think I was looking earlier. Is it only Sunderland in the football league that have lost fewer games than we have? I think there's. Yeah, I think so. Liverpool. If you include the Premier League, Liverpool have lost one, Sunderland have lost two, and then I think Luton, um, is it Luton, us, and one other team, I think, have lost four. I think it's Man City have lost four. So when you're in that kind of company, even though, you know, obviously there's differences in the leagues, but that just shows when people are sat there moaning about things, just look at the table, just look at how we're doing. It's just been phenomenal. This is this is the best time that I've ever known to be a Lincoln City fan, and I've you know I've I've been there through an awful lot of crap. I mean, nowhere near as much of the crap as as you've seen, but we've just been we've we've been so lucky to see this season play out, and uh, hopefully we can end it the same way that we did in uh, twenty seventeen. Anyway, is there anything that you want to plug this week? Football blogging awards. Yes. Vote. Vote. Absolutely, yeah. There's a widget on most of my blogs. 
just click the button, you get the vote. Pretty sure you can vote three times as well. So you can also vote on Twitter uh, and you can go on the site. And if you go on the site, it's very easy to vote for both the blog and the podcast because they are directly above each other or under each other or whatever you want to put. So vote for the Stacey West. Here's the thing. We're not going to win anything, either the no. Stacey West or as the podcast. Um, because last year, I think it was the Roker Report. You know, they've got 30-odd thousand. They're on news now. They're not, we're not going to win. The point is getting there and then hoping that maybe the judges might have a look at, at either our work on here or, or the work on the site and go, do you know what? That's actually pretty good, uh, and, and give us an award for that. And if not, it's just a great opportunity to get down there. So if we if, we, if the Stacey West is nominated, do you, do you want to come along? I think the tickets cost money, unfortunately, but I thought about taking a few from the Stacey West. I'll be up for that. I'll keep it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. Uh, I'll, I'll be right up for for coming along. So, yeah. I think and um, the fanzine and the fanzine as well. I need articles. So, crack on. Sorry, what were you going to say, mate? I was going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll be right up for that because it's uh, it, it's always nice. You know, it's it, this is something that we've that we sort of decided to start up. What start the season more or less, and we kind of went cool. Okay, should we should we give it a go? Let's see how it see how we can put a podcast together, talk about the imps for a bit and see how, you know, see what happens. And, um, yeah, we've had a lot of, had a lot of positive comments and a lot of, uh, decent feedback so far. So even if it's not the most positive feedback, we still appreciate it. You know, we still, we still take it on board, even if it's, uh, not as constructive as we might like, we'll, we'll potentially sit there and laugh at it privately, but it's, uh, you know, it, it does help us and, uh, hopefully it'll help us to grow a little bit. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we need to we need to look at in terms of features and things like that. See if we can continue to bring some features back. I know that we are we still want to get the quiz um, keep you know we still want to keep the quiz ticking over uh, for sure. Um, we need to see if we can get people in there. I think you have scared a couple of people off with with slightly terrifyingly difficult questions, but we've uh, we we can make a little we can make adjustments. We'll be fine. Um, so. <laughs> Other than that, I think that's probably uh, a good place to leave it. That's more or less bang on forty-five minutes, according to my clock. I think we might have. There's a little bit we might have to cut out. Um, there was a cameo from Charlie, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Thank you very much for watching again, uh, watching, listening, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Charlie, shut up, dickhead. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in.
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.